Yes, it is Thursday night, April. April 6th, everybody. What is up in the place to be? My name is D Wiz, and I am just getting ready to have an awesome conversation with somebody, someone that I respect, uh, somebody that is a singer. Now, I've been getting in trouble lately on Facebook. I've been getting in trouble uh, with some of the comments I've been making about some singing uh, references. I made a comment about uh, Beyonce. Remember that, guys? The Grammys with Mary J. Bl- with Mary J. Blige. I made another comment about a Shaka Khan comment that she made. So tonight, I got in someone that's going to come and check me. Someone that's going to come and put me in my place. Because I think I need to be put in my place because... uh. I've been having a lot of people like pissed off at me and I am a guy I'm a fan of singers. I love singers. I study harmony. I watch the way singers place them down. One of my favorite singers of all time, Faith Evans, the way she just places harmony and I actually got a chance to ask her, you know, how she places harmony. And tonight I'm going to get a chance to talk to and ask this young lady how she sees music, hears singing, and she's going to actually come in and check me and tell me if I'm wrong and right about a lot of my ideas, man. So that being said, I'm going to welcome in my big sister, one of my mentors, Miss Melissa Morgan. Melissa, how you doing? Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> doing well. How are you? Well, you know, Melissa, I told you I wanted to talk to you, and I was specific that I didn't want to be an interview. I wanted to have a conversation with you. Okay. Now, I am a fan of singing. I'm a fan of singers. And before I get into this, uh, people, just to give you some context, and I think I'm going to give like a little small little story, and I think sometimes to give context is, is a good thing. Now, everyone who's watching, everyone who, who is going to see this, we all have heard of a guy named Prince, right? So I'm going to give like a, a, a little verification story, like a certification story, so we can continue on with this conversation. Um, I used to DJ for Prince on a lot of his affairs, private affairs and some of his, um, uh, you know, public stuff. And one time, ladies and gentlemen, I was in... I was in Manhattan, and I was DJing a Prince uh, party, an after party. And I get, I think it was two ways back then. I get a, a message on my two-way or whatever, and it was from my good buddy, Melissa Morgan. She's like, yo, D, I'm out here, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm at the Prince joint, da-da-da. She probably knew I was DJing because her and I, you know, are run in the same circles and whatnot. Yeah. And this, like I said, watched how this story changes. It's a verification story. He was doing a release party for one of his group's Third Eye Blind. And it was at the Old Nell's in Manhattan in New York. Forgot yeah. what they called it at the time. But uh, Melissa was like, hey, D, get me in, blah, blah, blah. I want to talk to Prince, da, 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 da. And we all know Melissa's history with Prince, do me baby, etc. Now, Prince is very selective with people that he supports, he's a fan of, he endorses people that, that he'll just go on record and say, this one is dope, this one is certified, etc. Yeah. He's very selective with that. So... Melissa eventually got in the party. I'm doing my thing with uh, my partner, with Dougie Fresh, 
third eye blind, you know, does their thing or whatever. And Prince is a guy that likes to just hang out until the sun comes up. So party ends maybe four or five o'clock in the morning. And I'm packed up. Sun's about to come up. I'm going downstairs or whatever. And I see Prince sitting on the sofa, 4.30 in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, having a conversation with this young lady right here. And he was focused in on the conversation. And then I know him. I'm like, oh, he's really engaged. Like, And, and again, <laughs> Melissa, as we, Prince does not, he just does not, uh, endorse people he just people a lot of people call him a hater when it comes to that because you have to be on such a high level of artistry you know when it comes to prince how did your relationship begin well it 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 began with the song of course do me baby uh which uh a lot of people don't even know prince didn't give me that song it was given to me by the uh a and r person at Capitol records when i signed I, I signed to Capitol Records through Hush Productions, and the first thing the A&R person, Don Grierson, said was, you have to do this song, Do Me Baby, because he had it on hold for two years, and he was about to lose his time. So he's like, the next R&B female that I signed has got to do this song, and that was me. So, And, and I didn't really have a I, I was a Prince fan. I, I loved his all of his stuff. You know, I want to be a lover, all that stuff. I didn't even know about the do me baby so uh uh you know at that time believe it or not uh now you would never have to ask permission i mean because there's girls 15 14 13 singing those kind of songs but back in that day i was about uh 18 and and i literally went to my father and asked for permission i was like uh i'm about to sing this song called do me baby and you know how do you feel about that because that's how we were raised in queens you know i was i was raised in good girl of Queens, New York. I wasn't, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't like your street hanger and all that kind of stuff. But um, he was like, if you can sing the song, baby girl, go ahead and sing the heck out of it. And so that's what we did with Paul Lawrence and um, uh, Clifford and myself. There's only two people in the studio, me and a gentleman that uh, I sang background. He sang background for me at the cellar in New York. Uh, His name is Clifford. And um, we went in and we did that song. It was just a three of us and Prince um, he loved it he he always thanked me for a great song and I was like why are you thanking me for a great song it's your song he's like no but you made that song great so we would have conversations from time to time he never would take a picture with me which I really kind of you know I wish I had that in my arsenal he'd take pictures with nobody I know. how many Prince remember, pictures do you see with other artists honestly yeah, we was hanging all out. Remember, my friend was trying to sneak a picture <laughs> when we was in the booth. He was trying to sneak a picture because it was me, me, you, Dougie Fresh, and Tamron Hall. Remember, Tamron Hall was there. Yeah, and uh, it, he was just every. But every time he was in New York, yeah. Uh, if I said I wanted to come, they would always make sure that you know that I got in VIP, that I got to talk to him and sit down. He would always offer me champagne. I wasn't really a drinker right. and we'd always have just a little conversation how you doing ah, blah, 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 blah. you know you're doing good okay good good you know and that conversation at 4 30 in the morning is like i'm waiting to talk to you because i have not seen your show live in a while and i want to come and see your show live and he was like 
Okay, so uh, we're going to be coming to New York soon, and I'm going to make sure you have some tickets. I was like, yes, because I have not seen you live in a very, very long time, and I would like to experience that, especially, you know, with you and this new group that you have coming out and everything and all the things that you're doing. So that's what we were talking about. Have you ever <laughs> performed with Prince? No. No, Shaka Khan did, but I did. And, and, and you know what? And, and if she was doing things in the city with Prince, she would invite me because she was like, he needs to do something with you. Najee would invite you. He needs to do something with you. Najee went on tour with him. Shaka Khan went on tour with him. But I never went on tour with him. That would have been something really nice. You know, yeah. I saw Shaka with Prince, and you're right. He would bring her everywhere. Um, yeah. I saw Shaka perform inside Prince's crib in his living room, you know, Shaka was there performing with him. So many people, Larry Graham, I mean, so many yeah. uh, that particular he night. Si he signed her to his living room. He gave, you know, Prince got a, a, a distribution deal and he signed her and Larry Graham and, you know, gave him a million. And this was the great thing about Prince, though. Do you remember that time when he was on tour and, 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 and they were worried about his record sales? And he says, don't worry about my record sales because what I'm going to do is everybody that that buys a ticket to my concert is going to get a free record. and That's going to make it sell millions. And yeah. it did. Remember that? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We, we don't do things like that. No, I mean, we don't even Because there's, there's no records. Calling. Yeah, there's no records. But, yeah, he gave, uh, uh, wasn't it Larry Graham and Shaka Khan, like a million dollars to do the, what we're doing now, independent stuff, to right. do their own record, record it, release it, promote it, do everything. He's like, I'm giving you a million dollars to do you, you know. They kind of messed that up. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, exactly. You know, Melissa, on that note, it's funny how, wouldn't it be awesome if musicians ran the music business? Because musicians understand, you know, what musicians and artists want. Freedom yeah. of expression. It, it would be one of my my last uh, uh, single, and I only released a single. Everybody's like, you should do an album. I'm like, honey, if I had the money to do an album, I would. You don't understand this industry, and I'm glad that you're on here. I want to talk about this. It costs a lot of money to release a single and, and make it go number one. People think that it's just people calling in or, or, or you just release it and it's streaming. No, it costs money. It costs money, money, money. We released Footprints of an Angel. It is doing well. And the only reason why it's going to even do better is because it's connected to a movie that I'm starring in. But I tell you, I literally, I want to say, just to kick it off, cost me about, about 40 to 50K. Damn. And that's not guaranteeing a success. That's not guaranteeing. I didn't get on Billboard. No, I didn't get Billboard, but I did get number one independent in UK and in the US. And you know what I'm saying? It, it helped the YouTube. We have like a 500 and something views on, on the video, but nothing. They don't even understand how hard it is right. if you don't have that umbrella of, of distribution and somebody kicking in that money to help you, you know, make that record, do what it's supposed to do and go number one. When you were signed to a major uh, label, did you want the freedom of being an independent artist, or were you happy with, hey man, this is where I, this is where it's, you need to be on a major label? I I I I, I wanted the freedom of being able to write and produce and express myself. And see what happens with that 
when you're signed to a major label all that's good when it's successful but when it's not you know when when you sell like 10 10 records under the last record then it becomes a problem because then what they start doing is um stereotyping you because then they'll go well yeah well do and, and i'm gonna take because I, I i'm a victim of it do me baby and the first album did well oh we could do the big hair and all that stuff then the next one did 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 okay but not as good after that then they wanted me to be janet jackson okay then you have to be more like janet jackson you have to be more like that and then we'll sell more records you know what i'm saying and it's like well i wasn't janet jackson when i did do me baby i wasn't janet jackson when i did fool's paradise and do you still love me how can i be janet jackson now you just want me to pop up one day and be and and act like janet jackson and you think that's going to sell a melissa morgan it's not how does that happen? Do you just tell the label no, or did you try to go with it? Do when they suggest well, you do the Janet Jackson thing? Well, what they do is 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 because they have the money, they'll hire. You know, well, who's the person that that produced Janet Jackson? So they hired that producer to come in and 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 record me, and he did. You know what I'm saying? But what they got is is a Melissa Morgan trying to do Janet Jackson. Yeah. Like powerful vocals over like electronic music uh, yes. at the time, and, and that's like, how I interpret that, which does not go. Which which is, which is doesn't go, and then they want you to do that kind of video with dancers and all. And it's like, don't you think that that the audience is going to see straight through this? And they did. They were like, "What are you trying to do?" Right. You know what I'm saying? Where's our slow song? Where's our? You know what I'm saying? Where's our "Do Me Baby"? Where's our "Do You Still Love Me"? What 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 are you doing? You know, and then when that happens, then by the time all that happens and they realize all that, then they're thinking about dropping you. Do you prepare? I mean, do you prefer? You just mentioned like, you know, do you still love me and do me baby and uh, you, ballads in general, which the ballad is, it seems like what in 20, we're in 2023 right now, Melissa. Seems like there the, are none. the there ballad are none. is gone, right? It's there gone. I heard Lettucey in, in her record, and she's doing her independent thing, and because she won a, a Grammy, you know what I'm saying. The radio is is more open to that, but she's doing it on her own label, spending her own money, and making it happen, right. you know. But uh, um, there are no slow songs like that no more. Did you Did you watch? Because I want to get into something that, like I was saying, that got me into trouble. Did you watch the young guys when they did their verses, like the Ray J and the verses with? Uh, the Ray J guys, remember they did the R and B verses. Did you watch that? I, I didn't. I didn't watch Ray J. I, I watched a lot of, but I didn't watch his. I watched the Keith Sweat, Bobby Brown. I watched the Shaka and Stephanie Mills. Right. I watched uh, the Patty and Gladys. Favorite. I, That's my favorite. Yeah. I watched um, the first one, which uh, I don't know. They didn't get that one right. I'm sorry, y'all didn't get that right. I watched the Baby Face and. Who, who was babyface in the other one Teddy. that they had? Who was it? Teddy Riley. Yeah, they had to do it like four times. Because <laughs> sure. they, they didn't get it right. I, I watched, that I was at the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, cats were still I, trying to figure out what yeah, goes into it where. Was the, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sorry, it was horrible. And I tried to watch it a couple of times. I just couldn't. The sound was all bad. It was like, it was like oh, God, you made them both look bad. I, have I didn't you, like it. Have you ever been approached? Have they reached out to you? They have recently. They, 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 everybody said they, they've had meetings and we're crossing our fingers that, uh, you know, that they're coming to me real soon. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. Yo, who yeah. would have they introduced any names to you that they would want to see you, you know, go against? Well, what they're trying to do, I, if, I'm not mistaken, I don't know if I can say, but they're trying not to make it be a versus more as 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 a concert of 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 you know coming together. So right. uh, I think it, it it might be more than two people. Yeah, I think it might be more than two. Okay, so so now I've worked with you, and I know you have not just a voice, but you also have an ear. Um, yeah. You know, ladies and gentlemen, Melissa has been inside my uh, studio in my basement yes. and has heard wrong notes from other guys and said, oh, no, 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 that's not inside. I know it sounds like that's the chord, but that's not the chord. Yeah. And she, hey, I run into other keyboard players that think that's it, etc. She has a great ear, a fantastic ear. So... You mentioned um, Shaka Khan a second ago. I want to start there. Okay. Shaka Khan, a few weeks ago, maybe about a month ago now, she went on record on someone's interview, and she said, I'm going to do my best to quote her. She said, Mary J. Blige fucked up my song. Oh. <laughs> quote. Yo. <laughs> Yo, Melissa. Cannot wait, wait. Can I continue? Go ahead, go ahead. So, <laughs> spicy already, right? Listen. So, so <laughs> Shaka Khan, she was on a platform and she said, you know, she fucked up my song. And, you know, and then she said, yeah, I called her and told her. She said, <laughs> she was like, yo, I said, girl, what were you thinking about when you recorded that song? And she said, Mary's like, oh, girl, it was like 8 o'clock in the morning. I was tired and blah, 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 you know. And Shaka was like. She, Nobody sings at 8 o'clock in the goddamn morning. Right. <laughs> yo, and Melissa, I'm not putting, I'm quoting her. She fucked up my song. Sweet wow. thing. That's what, that's what she said. So, my comment on social media, do you guys think that Shaka Khan would have said the same thing about Whitney Houston when she covered her song, I'm Every Woman, the way what she said about Mary J. Blige? Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And look, you see my Whitney Houston, because, you know, I sang on her first album. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what that is. I don't know if you can see it. I'm no, I was like, with you and B.B. King's when you yeah. got, remember, we introduced an award. You got, yeah, don't you remember? My, it was B.B. King's, yeah. you got an award. Yeah, that's my award. So I just want you to see Yeah, yeah. it was, in, I remember. <laughs> uh, I forgot but, who, who, who presented to you. So, Shaka uh, Khan is on the background vocals to I'm Every Woman. Yeah, Whitney, yeah. So, she said she fucked up my song. Why do you think, of course, I or you, we can't speak for Shaka, but I'm not a singer, but I'm such a fan of singers. And I understand, me, I understand where Shaka's coming from, from my point of view. 
And if you're uncomfortable and you want to talk about this, about peers of yours, I'm fine with that. But I got in trouble for agreeing with Shaka. I got in trouble for that. At that time, at that time when Mary did that, I mean, we all heard it. Mary was a baby. She was young. Probably not as experienced as uh, a studio and, and, and a perfectionist as she is now to what Mary J. Blige is about. Um, at that time, uh, I met Mary when when uh, she first came out because she she loved Melissa Morgan, and she'll tell you that to this day. She loves me, and I love her too. And 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 I've made money off of her on her uh, breakthrough album. Uh, a good woman down. I'm a co-writer on that because she used nice. uh, heartbreaking decisions and um, she used my vocals on there. So oh, nice. I doubly paid, you know, because I do own uh, the rights to to my vocals. So um, and actually, I'm getting a, a Grammy uh, par- uh, participation <laughs> certificate for being on that album, and it won Best R&B album uh, of the year in like 2007 i didn't even know i was eligible for it right. it was i'm gonna tell you i tell you a, a long story then i'll go back to it was a young lady big frida who's on uh uh beyonce's break my soul doing all the all that she's the one that made me aware that i'm supposed to get an award for being on mary's okay and I didn't so this know came that. afterwards. I, yeah, I, I would have gotten it in 2007. So we just applied for it, and I'll get it in a couple of weeks, and we'll probably have a little party or something. But I get that for her and also for being a, a, a writer on LL Cool J's Stand By Your Man. So it, it, it's just really crazy. So I know about you know recording and sampling and stuff like that, but let's get back to Mary. The, the, what Shocker the, said, yes. The beginning Mary. Okay, go ahead. She was a baby. She was a baby, and she Mary did not know who she was. They were they were sculpting her. You know what I'm saying? The the, the people that was recording her, P Diddy and all the they were sculpting her into being what they needed her to be. So she didn't know who she was. She was following directions. You know, and, and, and she could say, yeah, well, I sang that eight because eight o'clock in the morning after partying or whatever or being up or waiting to get in the studio. They said, Mary, get up, get in the damn studio. Here we go. We're going to do sweet thing. That's what you should do. And, and, and you can't blame her for that because she had no control over singing at eight o'clock in the morning. P. Diddy did. You understand what I'm saying? Because he was producing her. Gotcha. So you you can't blame Mary for P. Diddy saying, get in the studio right now, 8 o'clock in the morning, and sing this song. Right. You have to blame him for that. And, 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 and for him saying, okay, is her vocals good enough? Because he was the producer. Gotcha. 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 So, so, so the shock of blaming Mary, being a, it's, it's like... Any up, new and upcoming artist has to, when the record company says, okay, we're flying you out to blah, 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 and this one is going to uh, produce your song, and, and you're going to stay in the studio. I've 
plenty of times. I I flew to 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 Nashville, Tennessee, to be because they wanted me to go in the studio while they was mixing, and if they needed me to record something, I had to be ready twenty four seven. So they put me up in the studio because they had a house next to it. Put me in the studio. This way you're gonna eat. This way you're gonna sleep for the next wow. you know week. Because if they need you to fix something, you gotta be there. And that's that's I I I. I am one hundred percent sure that's what happened to Mary. Is that when they when they said eight o'clock in the morning, let's go? She had. To so go. how did you deal with that when you were like in that kind of like you know twenty four hour like doctor cycle? You know, hey, when we call you, just be ready. How do you how do you prepare to be ready twenty four hours as a singer? You just you you did what you do. You wake up and you get to singing. You get to sing it. Now she, she's in control. She's like, Nigga, I'm not. I'll see you at, at one. You know what I'm saying? She can do that. Now. She couldn't do that then. She couldn't do that then. You know what I'm saying? When right. they said, let's go, she had to be ready and go. They called me at 11 o'clock in the morning. Oh, oh, we think we want you to fix this thing. I'm sleeping. Uh, oh, get her up. You know what I'm saying? And right. let her come in because we're mixing. We think we want her to fix this one little vocal part. And I had to get up and go fix that vocal part. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So that's that's what happened to her. I am quite sure. So you can't blame her. You have to put, blame Diddy or, or who I, I'm saying Diddy because I think he was involved in producing her first. I, I don't know who produced uh, a Sweet Thing, but um, I know he was part of producing. Now, the, and, and honestly the speaking, album. when you yeah. talk about that, we could stay there for a bit. You talk about hip hop guys that most likely didn't have musical background. You know, right. um, and I heard that as a musician when I was when I first started hearing that early experimental like hip hop R&B fusion. I wasn't really a big fan, Melissa. You know, okay. um, I really wasn't. It just it didn't hit me like that. Mary's right. My Life album knocked the blood clot out of me. Holy <laughs> smoke. Sorry. Holy <laughs> smoke! Did that kill me? The Sorry. What's the Four One One album did not did not do that for me. It didn't. Okay. But the okay. My Life album, holy smoke! And it was probably, and I'm gonna be honest, it's not the singing, it's the songs, it's the for me, it's the vibe. It was the moment. It was the emotion. That's but, but, what but, brought me into the My Life album, which brought me into Appreciate Mary more. No, but, but what's the 411 changed the game? Okay. Like I said, I'm bringing you in to like, yeah, talk, check me about this. Yeah. Talk to me. What, what's the 411 changed the game? Because what Mary did is brought, brought the vocals and the vibe and the melody to the street. It wasn't in the street before. It was Diana Ross. It was this. It was that. It was that. And she went to the street and said, I'm, I'm, I'm here with you. And this is what we do. So you don't think Teddy Riley and... You know what I'm saying? You and don't think like, Teddy Riley oh, and Guy was shoot? doing that prior to huh? that? You don't think Teddy Riley and Guy were doing street R&B kind of, you know? It doesn't matter that they was doing it. A female wasn't doing it. Got it. Okay. It doesn't matter that the guys will always do it. The guys can always be in the street. They can do basketball. They can do all that. They can do that. But she was like, I'm, I'm in the streets with y'all, kicking y'all butt with this thing. You right, know what right, I'm saying? Right, 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 You know, right. yeah, the female was doing it. And she brought, she brought the, the hip hop to the, 
female. She brought the the female side of hip hop. She brought that out. Now and we have to give her credit for that. Absolutely. Yeah. During that time, you know, guys like you, like yourself, like you said, hey, you know, that's not what the music culture was. So you guys are using live instruments still, bands. You still had yep. an MD. Da 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 da. Now you got this girl coming in, brand new, singing with hip hop samples. Like you said, how did how did you take that? You, you know what? It, um, um, it, it, for me, I was working. I was already at a level that that. I, I, I only had to do Melissa, you know what I'm saying? So right. I wasn't I wasn't trying to get on anybody else's bandwagon. I was just like, this is what I do, and that's what she do. But believe you me, there was there was record company people and producers and stuff like that that I sometimes say to me, you know, Mary took over where you was. I was like, I was never street. Right. I was never street. No, 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 no. I was, I was sexy. You just come from the neighborhood. I, like, I just come from around yeah, the way. But I, I was never street because I, I couldn't go out there and rap and relate. That wasn't me. That girl brought in a whole different thing. So I say that to say that even though uh, uh, Shaka said what she said, you have to put in the contents of the era and, and and where she was at that time you can't put the mary j now into what she was doing before Understood. you can't do it you right. can't do it just like you can't put a shaka khan that was with rufus you know what i'm saying that was doing things and yes she was singing and the, you know but there were some things you know she was just a natural born singer that was doing her thing and when they called her to get in the studio say she went and sang you can't put that shaka khan uh with the shaka khan of today that went right. solo you know what i'm saying Correct. so it's, it's it's just it was that time during that time. and and what she did is that she took that song and, and took it to the streets because that's how she interpreted you talking about. yeah yeah right. yeah now, now uh, I, I mentioned, and you know, one of you and I's like favorite singers, you know, Whitney Houston, and I mentioned about you know the uh, "I'm Every Woman" track. You know, Melissa, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm about to say something else that you know is so like I get beat up on sometimes. Uh huh. I think I think Whitney bodied Shaka on her version of "I'm Every Woman," and before you even beat me up for that. Let me tell you where specifically I'm talking about. Now let's get into some nerdy conversation. Uh -huh. Um, after the bridge, you know that la that last chorus stanza, da 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 da. You know when they're uh -huh. going down, descending, and then us that part. I feel as though, um, at that part, Whitney's. Her, her her chest voice is so, so, that's her area. That's her sweet spot. You know, her, her her chest, like, just expands there. And it feels like when she's in that place, that, like, uh, I will always love you space, it yeah. feels like Can't she gets stronger and stronger and stronger. And sh like a BMW. You know how a BMW, you drive it, the faster you go, you can yeah. just, the car's like talking to you. It's like, yo, uh, we got, yeah. we gonna, I'm about to, we gonna go faster. So yeah. in that area, after the bridge, after do 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 ah, you know, when they're doing that uh -huh. descending part, that last chorus stanza, 
I feel as though her voice is stronger in that area than Shaka's because that first soprano that is just like so natural for her. And I know it is for Shaka as well. Yeah. What are your thoughts about my feelings about that? <laughs> check, like be Listen, like again, I, check me or if hey D you make yeah, you know, whatever it is. Th- th- this is this is what I think. I uh, once again I, I have to go there and I have to say this. It's the production of the two are totally different. Oh man. Now come on man No, I have to I have to because because um, Shaka's with 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 the Astrid and Simpson and everything, it was slower. And Whitney's was more. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and so I I think uh, um, a faster track will allow you to do more vocal things differently. Than, than a slow track will allow you to do. And so I just think the interpretation of the two, even though, you know, it's Shocker is the original, it was slower, uh, um, um, it was more, you know, um, uh, uh, Shocker, Shocker, Asher and Simpson group, you know what I'm saying? Where Whitney's was more uh, uh, up, almost, almost dance. Almost dance. Her her version was almost dance to me, but somehow they with her vocals it kept that soul. See, but oh, so here's the thing. Now they both did the same performance. You know, it's not like Whitney changed uh, riffs. She didn't change anything. She didn't change. She any- did change. She did change some riffs. Yes, she did. Not in that did. area that I'm talking about. Yeah, she did change some riffs though. You know, are you talking all that, all that. Okay, well, the stuff that she, yeah. the stuff that she repeated of Shaka's, that stuff uh-huh. you just did, Shaka did that, and Mary did that with that area that you just did, and those uh-huh. descending areas as well at that end, like she did that because she says after she's like Shaka Khan, Shaka Khan, yeah, right, that right. space specifically I'm speaking about, that's like a sweet spot for me for Mary, uh, for for Whitney, Whitney you uh, know of, you know what I'm talking about, Melissa, you're yes, a, you're a pure singer. And, and, and understand this. Uh, That's um, an area for you as well, as I'm thinking about it. Like, yeah, yeah you get stronger in that section as well. And I want to tell you, it, it's wonderful. That's why I love, love, love doing cover songs. Uh, I love doing cover songs. I love the love changes. I love the Zoomy Baby. I love doing cover songs because um, uh, that's what we grew up on. So, so. We really emulated them. So I'm quite sure before uh, Whitney even went in the studio and recorded that, she was singing that on, on some of her live shows at the beginning because she didn't have material. Right. You know what I'm saying? So so she she, she embodied that, you know, as, as, you know, I'm doing this because I love Shock and this is a great song and I'm a great singer and I can sing it. So... Um, I, I, I think she understood that song a hundred times more than, than probably even Mary, because when Mary came out, I'm sure she wasn't singing that song as much as Whitney was, because they was putting Whitney out on the road, opening for people, and she needed material. So I'm sure I'm Every Woman was one of those songs that she opened with. Yeah, so uh, we, we embody those songs when we copy them. Understood, yeah. I, I, I yeah. get what you're saying. 
Um, you know, when I describe Whitney, I talk about mostly like her voice texture, you know, and I use Melissa, I use, um, Bob Ross. Remember Bob Ross, the, the painter, the, the guy with the Afro, he would be on TV. And what would he pay? Anything. Uh, mountains, clouds. He's oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, on Channel 13. Yeah, he uh -huh. had the deep voice. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh -huh. just yeah. like uh -huh. this. Uh, just, yeah. You know, uh -huh. The texture <laughs> yes. uh -huh. of his voice, yeah. Melissa, is soothing. It's, you know, it's so calming. He's not a singer. He's a, they're just talking. It's, the texture of my voice is not comparable to his. I'm not going <laughs> to make anybody, like, you know, <laughs> I want to relax. You know, and I'll give another example. Whew, boy, is some of my opinions so controversial, but I do feel as though musicians behind closed doors understand. Okay. Like, yeah, the, okay. So, Stevie Wonder, my favorite singer, songwriter, uh, uh, producer. All right. Um, yeah. uh, and uh, texture of voice. Stevie Wonder knows how to use his voice. The way, yeah. the way I hear it. He is not a Luther Vandross. Now, you could take a song like Creepin', which they both did, for example. Uh -huh. You know, Stevie did Creepin', Luther did Creepin'. Um, and, you know, Stevie did like with 20 years before him or 10 years right, or so. Right. And that's a, an example of, of song, uh, of voice texture. When I say, I'm not, Stevie Wonder will always be on key. He's always going to sing. Wherever he goes, it's going to be correct. Period. Yeah. However, when I hear the texture of a Luther Vandross's voice, a David Peaston's voice, I uh -huh. know you remember him. You know, I, him. The, I want to talk with him. Yeah. yeah? yeah. <laughs> he was yeah. like freaking first soprano as a man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he probably knew what you could hear. Probably that dude was yeah, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I just messed you up with that name, right, David Peaston. <laughs> David Peaston, wow. Remember wow. that name? Uh, I, I, I'll tell you but, a story about it. Right, yeah. but you get my—I'm sure you understand where I'm going, as opposed to like Luther Vandross, Anita. Those are songstress. Um, as I hear them. Um, I yes, Stevie Wonder, you and I, he has great songs, great singer. But when I think of Luther Vandross, or when I think of Otis Redding, when I think of those guys, I think of singers only. Okay, here here is the thing: any anyone that plays will always have better pitch than anyone who doesn't play an instrument. Can we say Aretha Franklin? Can we say Stevie Wonder? You know what I'm saying? They will always have a, a, a better pitch and understanding of, of, of the way um, notes travel through music. Correct. Understand that, the way notes travel through music. Anyone that plays an instrument will have a better understanding of that. That's why I went to Juilliard's myself because um, uh, I was out there singing and doing sessions and blah blah blah. And I did a session and I and I and I, and I tried to sing a note. And and Lisette Wilson, who was a musical director with uh, uh, Shaka Khan, she was uh, uh, co-producing with me. And she produced a lot of songs. She co-wrote uh, Fool's Paradise and all that with me. She says, um, "No," and 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 I have perfect pitch. I have perfect pitch. I believe. And, 
this 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 one note i wanted this note to fit in this song so bad right that i was like no we're gonna keep it there and they had to bring somebody in that i trusted to 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 play so she came in and she says melissa that as much as you want that note to be in there and i'm not saying it doesn't sound good it doesn't fit it doesn't travel through the music journey right doesn't travel to her and she had to play it for me to understand and after that i went to juilliard's to understand uh uh music theory and harmonies and why you know a and c and this and d and e and all that don't go together this goes with this and that goes with that and there's only 12 notes and that's it and that's the end of it you know what i'm saying but the church doesn't the church disregards that I was going to say, uh, so, so Stevie is always going to have that because he knows how to, he knows how to go through those notes as a vocalist. Luther, David Peason, they don't know that, that their stuff comes from a whole different place. It comes from, comes from the heart. Whoa. Go ahead. See, it comes from the heart. So, and, and, and that's what was happening with me with that one note. It was coming from the heart. And I was like, I don't care what's underneath it. I don't care what's around it. This is coming from the heart and this works. You know what I'm saying? So they're going to always have a, a different approach. So I want to I wanna go there with you with that situation. Like you said, yeah. you do have perfect pitch. And let's, you know, we're going to get back into our little, you know, nerdy area. So uh -huh. like you said, there are only a certain amount of notes in a scale so it sounds right. like to me you were trying to put a note inside a scale that doesn't belong there like right. for example like you know d major it has like f sharp and the c sharp as right. you know as sharps right it only has two sharps in him and you were probably trying to throw in you know uh like an f natural a a, an f natural and that right. note is not even in the scale for example <laughs> but here's the thing yeah. melissa Guys like Thelonious Monk, um, guys like Bird, Charlie Parker, they heard that in bebop yeah. music, and that's yeah. what made them who they are. They heard this note doesn't go in here, and it's called now it's called a reharm. Yeah, you know, it, it, um, it's called fusion. You know, so right, but yeah, it's yeah, yeah, but a vocalist, you know. Oh, it doesn't work with you guys. It works on music. Somewhat you can do it. You know, you have the Ellas and all of them. That somewhat you can do it, but it, it just gets to a point to uh, with with music that it just goes like this. It, it doesn't go through, and if it doesn't go through, then then it's 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 like uh it's like chalk on a chalkboard. Right, and you know, it's I, like your nails on a chalkboard. It, does, it, it gets to a point. Some of them can go through it. Okay, I'm going to let that slide. All right. But then it gets to the point where you, if you hit that one, you know what I'm saying? It doesn't go through and there's just no way it can go through. It is like nails Yo, on, man. A, on, on a chalkboard. No, yeah. fuck that. Check this out, Melissa. Listen, uh, I went to Juilliard School of Music also, right? Uh, yeah. As you yeah, I, I went to Juilliard School of Music as well. Okay, I went to uh -huh. five years, okay, of my life. So. Yeah, Huh? I was there with Linda Brown. Yeah, I, I studied. I was there. I was there like yeah. David Love Fine. It. I was there. Uh, you know, we did uh, uh, Lincoln Plaza. We did. A, I performed in Cammy Hall, Carnegie Hall. Uh, I was. Wow. Yeah, I studied in Juilliard five years of my life. Wow. So, 
So now, when I was in Juilliard, they didn't have a jazz division. When you were there, did they have a jazz division? No. Because you know what they do now. Oh, man, that's wonderful. Yeah, but they've had it for the last 20 years. They've had a jazz division for a long time now. Yeah, so, they didn't have one. Right, it was all classical. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so again, let's go in the pit. But, but, but I had a teacher who understood. You know, because let's, let's, let's understand how I got into Juilliard's. Uh, uh, um, I, I sang, I got love on my mind. You were already an adult. Love. I auditioned with that song wow. and got into Juilliard's. So you were already an adult when you went. You were already like out after school. Okay, I was, this I, was, I went in my school I, years. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, there would have been my, my, my college years. Gotcha. I went into my college Okay, yeah. I uh, went during school time. Yeah. Um, so what I... What as you know, as a Juilliard freaking student, I realize as from being out in the world is they teach us symphonic and classical. So sixteen hundred. So you go from broke, you yeah. go to medieval, um, classical and romantic, right? So you got yeah. the four symphonic eras in the sixteen hundreds. You got all those, right? Yeah. Now back then, now you know um, Bach is is pretty much the one that came from that broke. Period. Making chords. Prior to then, chords were not invented. You would hear like, uh, like That's all arpeggiations. That's all right. That's all arpeggiations. This, all arpeggiations, right? There's no chords in that, right? So they were limited in their vocabulary when it comes to music. It was only that, right? So now going. Three, four, five hundred, six hundred years later, you know, when guys like you, guys like Miles Davis, guys like yes. Thelonious Monk, uh -huh. when they start hearing things, you know, outside of that, like, who is someone to say, like, this music theory, this goes back over 400 years ago. Yes. You get my, you get my point? So yes. why, ha why can't, like, science is always getting improved? Or new things are coming out with science when it comes to music theory specifically black people have have found out a way on how to make things fit inside a square peg musically be, 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 because here here is the thing because i'll tell you show you sir, a blues I, 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 scale for example why, why, why that's happening because you can change a flavor you said i said to fit someone's taste buds but you can't change a music chord to fit into chordal structure i understand which mean yeah i totally understand what you mean i yeah. totally do now <laughs> that you, you, being just, you just can't it just it i i it's like we have 10 fingers if you put an 11th finger on there it's it's out of place and that's what happens with music. You have a chordal structure that you have to follow. And, and, and until something changes, you know what I'm saying, which it has not changed, you know, if you put that 11th finger or that 11th, that, that 13th or 14th or 15th or 16th, oh, who's that? Get away. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, Let's see if we can get her back. <laughs> I'm going to stay here and see if she hits me up. Um, 
as you guys can see, Melissa Morgan is super, super, super informative. She's one of my mentors. I love talking to her. And she's calling me back right now. Let's get it back on. Let's get it on. Back in? Uh, you back in? I'm trying to end this. I, I, um, Put your camera back on. Um, I'm trying to, um, trying to just end this. I hear you perfect. Oh, looks like she went back away, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this is live! Talk to me. Let's see if we can get Melissa Morgan back in. Are you there, Miss Morgan? We're going to get her in. It looks like she went out again. Well, this has been a great evening. Was it Thursday evening? It's going on 9. It was 9.04 for me. Let's see it again. Let's get Melissa Morgan in. Where are you? I'm here. You see me? Be back. Huh? Am I back? Yeah, well, yeah, but I don't see your camera. Put your camera on. Okay, I'm trying to. Let me see where's my camera. There you okay. go. Okay, I'm so sorry. It's all good. I don't know who that... That, that was from Los Angeles. I hope it's work. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? I apologize, guys. <laughs> there we go. So, okay. <laughs> now listen. I want to okay. continue where we were. Okay. Chord structures. So now you just said, hey, things don't fit. Now, yes. what we learn in Juilliard is triads. One, three, five. Right, and the it. only thing you learned back then outside of that was a seventh. You know, you would throw a, you would throw a seventh inside a, a chord, inside a triad, and they would hear that a little bit. But you know, yes. Melissa, those guys, what they call the masters, they didn't hear like... A blue scale wasn't invented back then. Right. Mixolodians, th these things weren't invented back then. You know, uh, what we call, like, tritones, that came a little later. But, you know, to say, hey, well, and again, I come from the same uh, uh, solfege and cantus firmus that you do. I came from, come from the same thing. But I'll be honest with you. When I started hanging with the guys in the church, I had yeah. to learn more theory because Juilliard doesn't teach that. Juilliard doesn't teach soul. And there's also more theory yeah, within is. that soul. Juilliard does not teach soul and feeling. You're not going to learn again. Now these guys, facts. again, these yeah. guys in the churches, they're adding ninths and elevenths to their yes, core. Yeah. You don't yeah, find Juilliard that in Juilliard. Teach it, it, it teaches facts. And, and and but but some people need to know the facts in order to expand. I needed that. Yes, I did too. I think every musician needs the facts. I think every musician does because yes. Miles Davis went to Juilliard. You know, yes. I mean, and it made him better. Uh, yeah, uh, we're part the, of the greats. Yeah, uh, the Marcellus uh, brothers. Mar the, Mar that's right. All yeah. the Marcellus brothers, Branford, went to Branford, all these guys. They all teach, yeah. and they all come from universities. Yes. So music theory, I endorse. I totally endorse. But I also, yeah. when a person like yourself that didn't have theory, but you're like, yo, D, I was born, and I know you know that you're born 
with perfect pitch. That's something that you can't learn. That's, that's right. what I have, relative pitch. You know, yeah. uh -huh. a, a person that's taught it, relative pitch is, you know, I could play an A and I'm singing in my head four notes up from that or five notes up for that. And I know five that's notes right. up from that, how the pitch is going to sound. I know yeah. that. That's relative pitch. What yeah. you have is perfect pitch. I don't even have to hit the note. And you yeah. know, yeah, A flat sounds like this. Right. And five notes up from that, a perfect fourth up from that is this. And right. That's a, I don't have that, or some of us don't have that. But you guys that do have that, and you hear music a certain way, it's good to bring music theory into it, but also keeping that other stuff that you also had. Yeah, you 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 have to keep the freedom of feeling. Yeah, yeah. If if you take away the soul and the feeling, then I don't know what you have. Then you have Broadway or something. <laughs> Correct, and you're right. Guys like Stevie Wonder, man, and I never, I didn't think of it like that. You know, Melissa, you knew most of my band, and yeah. my band comes from the church, and I specifically would pick musicians from the church. For the reason you said, for guys like David Peaston and like Freddie Jackson or, or Luther Vandross sing, you're like, they singing from the heart. They don't yes. know all this other stuff, right? So the yes. guys that are coming from the church, they're playing for the Lord. You know, so it's like, I'm not playing from ego, I'm playing for a purpose. You get yes. it? So that's why most of the recruits that I got came from, you know, the church and they're just playing with a different purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, music, music is such a wonderful journey to take. Yeah. You know, I mean, if if you if you have that gift and you're on it, whether you're a vocalist or a musician or a drummer, or, it's such a wonderful journey you can take because there's so many places that you can go, so many avenues that you can explore. You know what I'm saying? To to enhance your talent and your gift and. Um, I just love it. I, I, I have love, love, <laughs> love being a singer through this era, through the Shaka Khans, through the Diana Rosses, through the Mary J's, through the Lettucey Now, through all of that. I have just really, really loved it. Now, there's some that, you know, that I go, well, we could have done without, but I, I, I'm not bold enough to sing. <laughs> <laughs> What's the, the the young lady name that sings the song? Um, I could do this forever or something like that. I could do this all night long. I could do this all night long. I could um, love you all night long. I think I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of her name. Yeah. Holy smoke! Whoa! Wow! wow. When you see, I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, if you've seen her live or whatever. Um, but. She's carrying on you guys' legacy of being, you know, a full-chested powerhouse uh, singer. Right. You know, right. that's a new song that's out, isn't it? Kind of sort of, yeah. But yeah. you know what? Did, let me tell you what I'm getting into now. Talk I'm getting me. into the global music. I what you mean, like the uh, Afro beat stuff? I no. Uh, there's a song called uh, "Did You Check on Me?" Uh, um, I've been drinking more alcohol for the past five days. Did you check on me? Well, that sounds dope. Did you check on me? That oh my dope. god, I'm loving the whole global kind of feel that's coming to music right now. I think that that's the new way. Yeah. That yeah. sounds dope. Let me yeah, ask you a question. It's, it's I like people. Yeah. I notice, you know, from your songs, I know your songs, I've played them and whatnot, and you've taught us how to how to articulate them. You're not in your recordings 
Uh-huh. You're not uh harmony heavy. Um you concentrate mostly on that lead, that lead, that lead. And even when you're in your chorus, you know, area, like, you know, do you still love me? That lead is the chorus, pretty much. As opposed to when I hear something like, a, we're talking about like Mary, all I want to do is be happy. Da, 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 and that would be her chorus. And then she'll have like ad libs underneath that. You know, yeah. people like yeah. yourself, Anita's and stuff aren't like heavy on the harmonies uh is there a reason that this has been this has been my thing with 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 um um background vocals especially if i'm singing them uh the background vocals are only supposed to be um a cushion If, if 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 the background vocals start start taking over what the lead is doing, then that becomes the lead. It's, it's, what are we doing here? So one what you have to you have to show your 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 stability of the song, and then you have to have something holding it. You know what I'm saying? It's just like anything, uh, a building, uh, you know, the, the, this this iPhone that I have. You know what I'm saying? Anything has to have an anchor. Right. So your background vocals are your anchor. And then your lead vocals are the ones that, 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 that test the anchor. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to do this. I'm going to go over here. I'm going to go over here. Then I'm going to do all that. And then I'm going to come back here. Is the anchor going to still be there? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It, so, so, so yeah, I've always looked at background vocals as the anchor of the song. Yeah. Um, outside of your own process of writing and recording, what are some of y your um favorite vocalists slash songwriters that you enjoy and like why? Before you answer that, uh -huh. I I'll give you an example. Um. The way, the way I want you to answer this question, Faith Evans is huge, huge in my in my heart. She's uh, she's taught me how to write R and B. She's taught me how to hear R and B. Why? Because when I heard her early Bad Boy albums, they were so heavy on harmonies. They were so heavy on what she told me. What's called confusion. You know, confusion is because I got a chance to speak to Faith and ask her a question. Hey, you know, I notice you do this. What she does, Melissa, is she'll have background vocals and they'll be saying a sentence. Underneath that, she'll have other background vocals singing another sentence. Okay. And underneath that, or on top of that, she'll have some like just area like la, like on top of that, and uh -huh. then in 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 between all that, she'll have a one lead vocal where she's like ad libbing. Now okay. I love uh -huh. all of that junk stuff. I love right, it. Right, right. And uh -huh. I got a chance to talk to her and ask her, "Yo, you know, blah blah blah." She was like, "Yo, I learned that from the Clock Sisters." She yeah. was like, she said, uh -huh. the clock sisters told me how to do that. And she says a technique called confusion, where okay. you take a, a, a sentence and you add something underneath it, et cetera, and it's going like around um, in a circle. Um, okay. When it comes to you 
going inside the studio. What is some of your, because I've worked with you on a stage, not in the studio. What is some of your, like, how do you approach a song? From actually, from then to now, because you're still recording. Are you approaching yeah, things yeah, differently? Yeah. Uh, well, um, with me, it always starts with, with, with the melody. It always starts with the music and the melody because I don't write music, so the music has got to uh, touch me. I uh, um, it always starts with the music. Then, only thing I think about then is is what what I'm singing about, you know, the words. Because I here's my thing with any song that I sing, I can't sing about anything that ain't true. Wow. Okay. I, 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 you can listen to all my songs. Anything that I sing about is something that's true and that's real. I can't sing about fluffy stuff. I, I never could. So, uh, so th that's my thing. Now, I come from the school of Kashif. You know, where 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 uh, Faith Evans might do that. I come from s straight up stacking. You know, when 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 I'm in the studio, I come from. You know, okay, let's let's stack. Uh, eight of these and eight of these and, the eight same of these and put them all together and then I want to hear you know what I'm saying like that so I come from the school of stacking more so uh, than anything and then once like I said once again what I never sing the lead before the chorus never because again because if I don't have a foundation I'm going to fall you Wait, know, you so record all I your backgrounds first, you're saying? And I have that, you know what I'm saying? Then I can go in and then I can go all around the foundation and, 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 and do what I need to do. Yeah. You record all your backgrounds first? Always. Always. I can I never, I don't know, the people that can go and record their, their, their leads first, uh, I, I hats off to them. I can, I've got to have a foundation because when I hit that, I want that foundation to carry me through. And if it's not there, then then, then I'm I'm kind of like I'm I'm lost. I'm all over the place, you know. So uh, my all my backgrounds have to be done first before I can go in and sing lead. Who do you listen to to get inspiration, or who are some of your favorite singers? Um, if we go in gospel. The, the old Vanessa Bell Armstrong was my favorite. Um, uh, uh, oh, Kim Burrell, I liked her. Uh, now, um, it's it's hard now because there's, there's not that, that many type of uh, strong, powerful singers out there that's doing, you know, what we do or the way we do it. So uh, it's really, really hard. Like I said, I, I do like the things that Let Us See is doing. I listen to male vocalists. I like Kim. Uh, you know, I like people that, 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 tell, that still tell a story. Jasmine Sullivan, how you, you like some of the stuff she's doing? Do you know, somebody asked me about Jasmine Sullivan the <laughs> other day. And let me tell you about that. Jasmine is a great, great writer. Uh, uh, um, they, they asked me, they, they, they said something, and I said, I, I love Jasmine Sullivan, but to me, to me, it doesn't have anything. She's a great writer, and she's written some great stuff. But to me, some of, some, some of her, her, her um, writing is busy. I, 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 that's the only way I can put it. It's, it's, it's overly vocal. It's overly vocal. Too, 
too many words for me. Okay. Yeah. Other than that, I, th- I think she's good. And the way she delivers it is 100% I know what you mean. the way it's supposed to be. But I just think, you know, like if, if, That's if, something if new. her got in the studio and she said, how, how can I write for you, Melissa? I say, pull back on some of the, the words. <laughs> You know, I've noticed that. You're right. Yeah, I noticed that's... And, and we in the pocket, girl. The R&B, you know they're yeah. approaching their writing like rappers now. Yes. Yes. I and noticed need, that. And, and, and vocalists need to breathe. I can't. I can't. I can't. Yes. You know the, what I'm saying? I, I, I got to breathe. <laughs> the vocalists are approaching things like rappers now. Because yeah. as you're like, right. Right. You're right. You're right. Right. Um, yeah. It's a lot of words. I've noticed that. Um, um, vocalists today are using a lot, a lot of a words. A lot of words. That's why. That's why I think this global thing is going to turn music around now because it's more about the melody. Right. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It it's really music. Music R and B. Uh, well, where they took it became more rhythmic. Then it became melodic. It became more rhythmic, you know, yeah. following the, the beat and stuff like that. Like you're saying, putting. Yeah. You know. I. I hey, look. You know, R. Kelly probably is like responsible for some of that because he actually was like, you know, some of the songs he'll be rapping, singing. You know, yeah. remember? Yes. You know, yeah. uh, yeah. Fiesta, but, but Fiesta. They're, they're masters, and then there are they're Fi- imitators. Yo, look. Yeah, he, he was a master at it all. You, know, you can say what you want. I, I, I don't want to know. Everything. You know, his life. He's he's got an answer to somebody else for that. But as far as that music, he was a master. You know. Back then, I was dating a young lady, and I remember when he did some of his stuff, I was like, I would never in my life, even if someone came to me with a song that had one word in the hook, life, 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 I'm like, yo, get that shit out of here, man, that shit sucks, you got one word, yo, yo, Melissa, I'm like, yo, one, the whole entire chorus is one word, yeah. like, yo, get, and look, he's done that more than once. Fiesta, 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 but like you said, he's a master at that, but that's the first time that the rap and singing thing started, right? That's probably the first time that, that rapping, you know, with a lot of words, because even on the Fiesta remix, he was, yo, he was... They were kicking. They were kicking. It just, you know, it it, it was a time. Music has 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 times, eras where you, where what you're going through is is how you're living, and 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 his music was only he could was, do that. Was a reflection of how we were living. Yeah. Uh, because he had a lot of like that's a lot of words, but. With Shaka, he, he made it work. Eighties with Shaka, and them, that's how we were living. That's right. how we were feeling, you know. And and and, and now, uh, uh, like I said, I I don't know where music is going because I just hear things and, and I'm going, what are you doing? I, I, and I'm hearing I'm hearing people that that know better come out trying to fit in, and I that agree. is the worst thing to me is to. Fit into something, preach to, to fit into a puzzle 
that that your piece doesn't fit. I know what you mean. And, and it's like, just do you, and 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 you'll fit in everywhere. You know, I I love what Kim. Kim is not going to change for nobody. Kim is Kim. And he's killing you know? it. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And he, he's always going to have that core audience that always comes out and sees him to get that. To get that, yes. Yeah, because nobody else is doing that. Yeah, yeah. When you saw a copycat, then it's like, you know, uh, like you said, good luck with building a, a core audience because they don't know what you're going to come out and do. Yeah. Well, I, you know, before we end, I, I, I want to throw a few more names out um, of some people that I'm just curious to get your opinion on. Singing-wise, um, Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse. Oh, she was good. Yeah, she was good. I, uh, um, oh, my God. Maybe she bought I that soul, I... Motown. Yes, back. yes. And I, and I think when I, when I went over to Europe, I sang one of her songs. Yeah, and they love her. Yeah, we loved her. I, I, I even love the documentary on her. Uh, listen, um, I, I tell people, I'm, I'm seeing people, you know, I just saw something um, with Coolio and a whole bunch of people passing away. Unfortunately, in, in this industry, you know, I don't drink, I don't do drugs, you know, never have. You know, I used to drink champagne and some margaritas, cut that out. Uh, unfortunately, in this industry, you know, people use things to, to, to make them feel bigger. You know what I'm saying? To yeah. make them forget about some of the things. Because this industry, and, and I'm going to tell people, this industry is not easy and it's hurtful sometimes. And you go through things. You, you watch it, you're watching the SWV and Escape thing where that young lady is saying that her own sister and her brother-in-law stole money from her. Right. You know what I'm saying? Imagine that that was $30,000 in, 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 in watching. Imagine someone stealing your music and, and, and hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars for you. And, and, there is nothing that you can do. You can go to a lawyer and hope hope that you get out of it. But can we say George Michaels? Sometimes you don't get out of it. So you yeah. turn to things to get you through. And uh, and 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 I, I just want to <clears throat> say to people, there there are other ways of going about that. You know, I, I see so many people fall down that trap and and with this. Uh, fentanyl and reading every day about somebody dying from that in the music industry is like right. what are you trying to escape you know so this is my thing this is my thing yes do not treat this music industry as your life treat it as a career that you enjoy doing that is a part of your life have other things in your life that you do. We're building a house. You have your family. You have, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you love other things, shopping, traveling. I have a house in Aruba that I, that I go to. Do not treat this industry, this music industry, as the only thing that is keeping you living. Because if you do, you, you're going to go down a really bad path. And, you know, on that note, everybody, I'm going to bear witness to that because if you guys follow Melissa Morgan on her Instagram or Facebook on her social media, see how she actually does. 
share her life. Yeah. Purchasing properties. Uh, yeah. You know, when she's out on vacation uh, with her significant other, she'll share other things outside of music. Because as you said, it's it can be a very hurtful. I mean, yes. forget stress. You know, um, we could talk yes. about just hurtful, hurtful, and, hurtful and, industry. And, 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 and you know, you as we have seen so many people be number one on top, on top, on top. I mean, me, a number one record, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know what I'm saying, two, three, four years later, they're scrambling. Word. They're scrambling to find a hit, to, to drop from the record label. This and that, they scrambling. They ain't saved a dime because the jewelry and this and, 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 and houses they can't afford. And, you know what I'm saying? I always tell people, they say, what is the one thing that you would, you would tell someone coming to do? Please live just a little bit below your means. You know, live a little bit below what you make and you'll always be able to make it. You know what I'm saying? It, just because you make a million dollars, don't 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 go buy a $10 million house. You know what I'm saying? Because if you don't continue to make that million dollars and you have a slope or anything like that, you know what I'm saying? You want you basically want to kill yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you can't keep up. So, you know what I'm saying? Live a little below your means and, and, and enjoy life, you know? And and don't try to keep up with no Joneses or anything like that. Live your life. You, you know, know, I want to echo what you're saying because um, people like yourself that I see that are in the music business, um, you know, I came in a little younger than, you know, most of my peers and most of the people that I look up to. And a lot of times... I would often, Melissa, not yourself, because like you said, you stayed, you know, active outside of it. I would ask people, what happened? Yes. What yes. Happened? What happened? You know, just that. Just that simple question. Bro, yes. what happened? You know, yeah. um, and it's always down to the money situation, Melissa. I got artists, people that I've worked with, um, that I've been, like, artists that ha have that still to this day have historical records and I've been to uh, the supermarket with them and they went to pay their card got declined or whatever oh, and yeah. you know what I'm saying yeah. or ATM card and, and you know um, uh, things aren't what they see it seemed to be it's this yeah. music business I don't I don't know Melissa you know sometimes I say to myself there's been times I've been hurt from the business yeah. and yeah. and you know what every time I I want well, I say to myself, I'm going to bounce or exit or get into something else. Music has never hurt me. I, the music business the music never hurt you. has hurt me, it, but it, music it, hasn't. Yes. And, 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 and you, you have to find that. that I tell people, save your money. You know what I'm saying? I know so many people that, have, like you said, have made millions and millions and millions. And then you see them, you go, like you said, what happened? You know, they don't think about uh, credit scores. They don't think about uh, saving money. They don't think about uh, what's going to happen to me in the next five years. They don't think about taxes. They don't think about anything. But but I'm rolling, I'm making this money, and blah, blah, blah. And everybody's going to say, everybody doesn't always take care of everything for you. So you have to you have to find that way to 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 find that balance. Yes, yes. If I'm making that money, I, I do need an accountant and somebody to take it. But then I still have to be smart enough to go in there and have meetings with my accountant and know where my money is going. 
You know what I'm saying? Yep. You, 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 have to, you have to do those things for yourself. You can't depend on everybody to do things for you, especially not in this industry. And, and, and take care, make sure you're publishing and you're songwriting and, and you know all that stuff your your sound exchange there are other things in this industry why people make money it's, it's not all about i want to be a beyonce and i want to be a brand and i want adidas and i want to make it can we say kanye west like you see what happened to him in one week can one we day one kanye like you see west? how it happened he is, he is the best. and i know he's you see how it happened bounce back uh, uh, uh whatever but can we say did we see the rise and fall yeah, quickly. Quickly. One day they, they said he was worth uh, something point uh, billion, billion dollars, no? and then the next day they said he was worth a, 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 a million, and then the next day they said he wasn't worth anything. That's right. Basically, that he has $100,000 in the bank, and good luck. You know what I'm saying? So that's real. That's real. You know, yeah. so. I mean, I know there's so many people that I know that I work with from the 90s, early 2000s, and they're just, as you said, you know, it's just not looking good. And I'm like, yo, I mean, even people that I've, you know, done shows with, with you and certain, you know, other artists or whatever, that my band, I've backed up. And I'm like, yo, try to get the momentum or whatever. Like you said, you know, some people just get so overwhelmed with the way they were treated in the music business that it just takes them over. It takes them over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you've got to find your balance, you know. Find your balance, yeah. And and, and I always, people say, oh, well, well, if I have money, where should I invest? I, I always tell people, you know, you can invest in yourself. That's always great. But there's one thing that we know is not going anywhere, and that's land and real right. estate. Invest. Invest, you know. It Ladies and gentlemen. Nowhere. There ain't going to be no more land. You know, they, they can break, they can tear things down and build up, but land is not going nowhere. So if you invest in it, it's always going to, you know, keep keep reaping benefits for you. Ladies and gentlemen, there you heard it from a songstress, a legendary singer, Miss 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 Melissa Morgan. <laughs> oh, this is so much fun. And thank you for, for Tracks and Tales. That's a wonderful show. It's Isn't a it? wonderful show. It, 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 guys, go on and watch my episode. That's it's right. a wonderful show. On Fox you 5. Know, he called me and said, you know, you, you need to do this, girl. And I did it. And they treated me so nice. It was so wonderful. So you had thank fun, you. right? You had fun. Yes, I did. I did. Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, again, Melissa, thanks. I want to have another conversation with you um, about some more singing later on because I'm always going to get in trouble about my opinion about music. <laughs> Give me a mouth shut, Joe. Shaka Khan gonna come after you. That's right. I'm, look, I'm still getting in trouble. I'm getting beat up online when I made a comment about Beyonce and Mary J. Blige. Oh. I, 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 I will make a comment because you know I go to the Grammys. Well. I, I, I thought, I, I love, you know, I met Beyonce. It, you know, but I love my Mary. I just, I, I. I didn't understand why she didn't win a Grammy this year. Mary. Yeah, yeah. That that Good Morning Gorgeous was such a anthem for so many people. So that I don't understand why the Grammys didn't recognize her. But it it, it was a Beyonce night. It's, as soon as we sat down, we knew that. Oh my goodness, this is gonna be a Beyonce night. Nobody else is gonna win. I, I'm surprised Lizzo got through. <laughs> 
See? I'm surprised she got through. I'm surprised Adele got through. Because when you sat down. Really? You, you knew it was Beyonce night, huh? Yeah. And when you got there, she wasn't even in the building. No, she wasn't. She got there late. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and by the time she got her first award, we was like, okay, she's going to win all the rest of them. Let's go. We started walking around and meeting other people. It is, it's just, you just, uh, you just knew. So um, uh, there's some things that uh, uh, in, in the Recording Academy that we're going to work on. I made know, a comment, and I'm going I'm to close with this. I made a comment, uh, and we'll discuss it next time I speak to you, about that night. I was actually on Facebook, you know, kind of like, uh, commenting on things and I made yeah. a comment and this is what I said or this is what I wrote uh, remember Beyonce got her that big award of winning all the Grammys out of anyone ever in history yeah. and then right after that Mary performed that song you know good morning yes. she performed morning. right after Beyonce walked off stage she performed that yeah I was like wow how does that feel? I'm sure Mary, you know, like, doesn't feel good to do something like this, to go right after Beyonce, when she broke the awards of getting the most Grammys, when in Mary's heart, she's probably like, I'm the one that deserves that. At least one. She should have won one that night. Just, I, I, I was, I was really, because after the end of the night, I was like, but did she win one? Did she win one before no. the... The, the awards came on or something, and when they said no, I was like, oh. Those are things that, that are hurtful. Me. Those things are the hurtful things in the music business. Yeah, that hurt me. Yeah, so we love you, Mary. We love you, B.S. We love Indeed. everybody. We're just, we're just talking, right. just like, you know, like we should because we understand what's going on. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. you don't have to. What people do and, and what I've, I've been watching, like you have to like one or the other. I like, <laughs> I like Mary. I don't like Beyonce. I like, Be like no. huh? I like them all. We're just why do we have to put one or why can write and? Like yeah. you said, we're, ha we're having conversation, and rightfully so because you know we 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 our opinions are not hurting anyone. We're just saying that you know Mary should have won and Beyonce should have won. That doesn't hurt anyone. Yeah. Well, there you go. Thanks, Melissa, coming for hanging out with me. Thank this you. has been great. Um, I always love talking to you. I love um, you. I can't wait to see. You. I'm, I'm coming to ATL hit me soon. Up. I've got some things. I'm going to inbox you. You know, Dope. so 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 you you're not a New York boy no more. Of course I am. I live <laughs> here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Of course I am. Look at the way, look at all this. Keep New York in you always. Okay. Come on. Always. This is the way we walk in New York. That New York. <laughs> I would say it like New York. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't even understand. We have to keep that New York in it. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right. So anyway, thanks for hanging out, Melissa. Um, again, I'd like to do a part two. Again, yeah. when I get in trouble again, I'm going to call you up to come in and take me out the fire. Okay. All right. All right. I love it. <laughs> thanks, Melissa. You're welcome. Have a blessed Bye, night. Bye, guys.